30 and Nerdy Podcast is presented by Advertising Expressions. With so many ad specialties available, there is a huge opportunity for professionals like yourself to boost ROI and leave a lasting impression with your customers. Our mission is to help you create long-lasting relationships with your clients through the power of promotional products by getting your name in front of as many people as possible for as long as possible. We can help you today. Call Advertising Expressions, the place that the nerds use, at 423-586-3270. Ask for Zach and tell them the 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the nerdy South, the captain of content, Tyler Mack, and joined by the co-host, the juicy one. He's freshly squeezed. He's getting a little oozy. PhD in nerdology, Dr. Davis. What's up, Doc? Hey, my brother. How are you? I'm all right. Another day of work, another dollar, another day. Yada, yada. Just, yep. Working, working, working. Feel like it's a. I understand. It's just this part of this machine, this cog. Don't grow up, kids. It's yeah. a trap. I wish I had listened. Me too. When my older brother told me not to grow up, that it was a trap because it is a trap. But we are still like resisting that. I mean, we do yeah. have a podcast called 30 and well, and in all honesty, I think for 34 we look we look pretty good. Oh, I can't believe like I get just... I get mistaken for way younger than 34 a lot. So <sighs> actually I do too. And I think that's a good problem to have. I can't believe you just revealed our age publicly mm-hmm. forever. I know. I know. I thought we were just 30 every year because that's what our show was called. Just perpetually 30 because we titled a show. Th- what if that we did that? What me. if instead of going to 40, even if we aged out, we still said, and we're 30, <laughs> 30 in our podcast. Didn't we sort of settle on the podcast formerly known as? Yeah. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we'll go with. So thank you for joining us again. Just a reminder, go to 30andnerdypodcast.com. Check out the directory. You can find everywhere that we are on social media, uh, our episodes, some of the things we support, as well as friends of the podcast. And don't forget, we also have a Patreon now. All this is going to be changing very soon, and I will dive into that in the next few minutes. Uh, But first off, how's work, man? Really great, actually, man. It's um, I was having sort of a rough transition this year from summer into uh, the new school year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hardest one that I can remember and getting my kids back and and seeing their excitement with uh, the the show that we're working on. We're doing Chicago, the school edition. Uh, It's just sort of pepped me right back up and I'm I'm right back. 
to my regular old self at school. So I'm, I'm happy to be there and I'm enjoying the process. You know that I always do. I have said multiple times when I get to sort of talk about my, my teaching life, my absolute favorite part of the process when we're doing a, a show is when I tell them all these big things that are going to happen. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to have that. We're going to, you know, all these big ideas that I have. And it's like, oh, okay, cool, Mr. D. Yeah. And then they see it start to happen. Like tomorrow I'm going to uh, roll out our first like prototype piece of the set, which is like a rolling cell block. And so our girls Mm -hmm. in the cell block tango are going to have them and spin them around and all that stuff. They're going to lose their minds like, whoa, there's a piece of the show. It's actually Mm -hmm. happened. It's real. Like this is really a thing. We've got a cast, a great cast, a great group of kids. Things are happening, and 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 I'm really excited about the work we're going to do this fall. Sweet, that's good to hear, man. Legend Studios is is very busy at work. Uh, today was kind of a dead day, distillery wise, though. We are in the midst still of of getting everything in order. We have a few episodes of Between Two Barrels out. The last one was on Davy Crockett. This coming Monday, there will be an episode dropping all about Peyton Manning. The goat, a Tennessee legend, not born in Tennessee, but made his legend in Tennessee. And the first episode of Cocky Top dropped last Friday. We are so close to week zero, as it were, for college football. We kick off next weekend while we are in Orlando. Yeah, Uh, We will be kicking off in Nissan Stadium at a third location to kick off the football season. Uh, against Virginia, who who sucks, so it should be a win. <laughs> the I gotta tell you, I I, I formulated these these uh, uh, parallels today uh, whilst recording an episode. All through his his three years, his uh, his four years at uh, Tennessee mm-hmm. as as quarterback. Yeah. Um. Well, three years because he didn't play against him his freshman year Peyton Manning never beat Florida is that so it's so he never beat Florida as a matter of fact let's let's talk about this statistic in his entire career he only lost six games at Tennessee and all all four years so that's a pretty good stat but he never beat Florida and he never went undefeated however I want to draw this parallel for you Peyton Manning one of the biggest names, one of the best quarterbacks yeah. in the game. Yeah. His years at Tennessee, he did what he did. He took us to multiple ball games. Just a legend. A great time to be a Tennessee fan. He leaves. After he graduates, in comes this young quarterback who followed through him and learned from him named T. Martin. Okay? No. No. Everyone was asking, will they be as good without Peyton? Can they repeat? Can they do it again? Is he going to do it? Is he able to do it? T. Martin led us to an undefeated season in a national championship that year. Feels like 98, right? Yeah. Here we sit in 2023. Hooker's gone. He did what he did for us. It's great. Everyone's asking, can Milton do it? Can Joe do the same thing? Can they repeat? What if the pendulum is, is swinging again very similarly 
and we went undefeated and won a national championship this year. Just like, you know, like it, it wasn't Hooker that got us there. He got us to a point, but the next guy. Yeah. He opened the door for the next guy. I think it would just be. Well, I would love that. So cool. That would just be. That would just that would be, be just fine. That would be swell. Absolutely. I, I uh, would be a fan but, of that. You know, we'll find a way to we'll watch it while we're in Orlando. Peyton Manning is like coming to teach on he's campus. Being, he's a teacher. Or something. Yeah, he's yeah. a teacher this year in uh, communications. Uh, he's already said in an interview, do not call me Mr. Manning. <laughs> and they'll probably go like coach or. Yeah. You know, hey, Pete. sheriff, sheriff. <laughs> Speaking of Fanboy Expo, next weekend we are going to be in Orlando Yee! for Fanboy Expo. Yeah, uh, we've good, been invited good. out to host the cosplay contest again and run that. And we're going to be hanging out with you nerds in Orlando and meeting people and having a blast. And we want to see you and talk to you and get pictures with you. So if you're in the cosplay contest, please come by the booth and talk to us. We will be yeah. in the in the opening causeway where where people come in is where we will be set up so we're very excited about that it'll be the three of us me myself the juice and of course the rev of rants so so excited so excited uh so we are very much looking forward to that before we continue josh do do you know who my favorite country artist has been since our childhood have we ever discussed this? Um, well, based on the time that I've spent with you, I would have to say Garth Brooks. Yes. Yes, okay. you are right. Yeah. Have you heard any <laughs> conspiracies going on about Garth Brooks lately? Uh, no. So if you look into it and what's what's you're going to laugh at this. Okay. But once you get into it and dive and dig, you will find the nut jobs who really believe it. Okay. And they're out there. I had to stop reading certain things because uh, he, I was like, oh my he's a, God. He's an alien or he's. He's a mass murderer, a serial oh. killer. Oh. Because, and Tom Segura, one of my favorite comedians these days, made the joke. He made a joke about Garth Brooks saying, Hey, is it just me, or did anyone else notice that you can line up Garth Brooks concerts with disappearances in that city? Like, you know, making a joke. Ever since then, dude, the snowball has just rolled downhill, and people have ran with it, and they've done studies, and they're they're like that always sunny in Philadelphia got meme where where he's drawing like all these strings mm. to different things. There are people today who truly believe that garth brooks is a serial killer because you can line up missing persons with time that he was in that town at the same time for a concert but don't people go missing places everywhere every every single day it's just sort of it's just sort of could you not say the same thing about like share or probably you know like and I, I Brian Taylor was Swift. who pointed it to me, and I started going down the rabbit hole and reading what some of these people truly believe. It they're asking like, "Where are the bodies?" Well, people believe a lot of I'm like unusual things. God these days. in heaven, like just the I was like, first off, 
Garth Brooks is not a serial killer. Second off, we could probably get enough people to believe it to where we could be a part of a conspiracy theory that we are the leaders of Team Rocket. Someone hearing Told this you right not now, to talk about this. Someone hearing this right now will flip their lid and go, oh, I got to do the studies. Mm. And in like a couple of years, be like, do y'all remember Josh and Tyler? They were the leaders of Team Rocket. I have it on good authority. Well, not we are not true. The, the leaders of Team Rocket, allegedly. No, we are not. And Garth Brooks is not a serial killer, but he does no. indeed have friends in low places. He does. He so does. don't mess with him. Don't. Just on the off chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to risk it. You never want to say never. You really don't. No. So we have multiple times in this podcast heard from you about how, like, in your top 10 favorite movies, top 15 or whatever, is The Blind Side. It is. Yeah, I love The Blind Side. Have you read? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts, dude? Uh <laughs> Yeah, it sounds terrible. Uh, he's referring to the fact that Michael Orr said that uh, the what, the, the Tulis, yeah, the, the Tulis, yeah, uh, his adopted family, that uh, they just made a bunch of money off that movie and that they never really actually adopted him. Yeah, they signed and him up for a conservatorship. It's horrible, and like I'm, I'm laughing, and and it's, <laughs> it's not that it's funny. It's just like, <laughs> how do you get? this far yeah. later in the future and people are just now if this is realize yeah. like, how is yeah. it <laughs> that like and alec how crazy is that like they made all this money off the movie and he didn't get any well the producers came to the defense of the family like i just saw i didn't read about it yeah. yet but i saw the headline like oh they came to the defense of the family and they're they revealed how much money they actually made off of it mm -hmm. and i guess they're trying to insinuate that it wasn't that much Soften the know, blow but, but wow. Yeah. I was <laughs> when I started reading it, I was like, oh my God. Hey, why weren't why are we just now talking about this? And B, I was like, I wonder if Josh has read this. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Cause he is and there are like nut jobs out there and people who yeah. are like, Sandra Bullock should give back her Oscar. Why? For what? Which Oscar? Her, or one of her awards that she won in The Blind Side. She won an award. I can't oh, award. I see. Okay. I and they're like, she should give back the award. Sandra Bullock playing. is a national treasure. And it's like, good Lord, she was doing a job. She did it magnificent. She does everything magnificently. She does. So I was just like reading all of it. And I went, my God, that's crazy. She. Crazy has not aged it seems no she has not all. she is she's drinking baby's blood with paul rudd and jennifer aniston she still looks like she walked off the set of miss congeniality mm -hmm. mm. oh she looks great so let's talk about this new legend studio infos i hinted a little bit at it at the last um episode but to dive a little deeper into it at Tennessee Legend Distillery, my new job is to to run Legends Studio as multimedia content director. And what Legends Studio is going to become a, is a multimedia content outlet set in Tennessee Legend Distillery. 
So one of the things that we are doing is we have the Between Two Barrels podcast and the Cocky Top podcast. Now, Cocky Top is a college sports podcast hosted by myself and Brian, a Gamecock fan and a volunteer fan. Cocky Top. It was either that or it was Rocky Cox. And I think Cocky Top is a little bit safer to say. A little more family friendly. A little more friendly, family friendly. We are also going to be producing a YouTube series called The Distillery. Yes, based off The Office. There's nothing new under the sun. I wish I could say that was my idea. It's because I've watched it 17,000 times. And what a greater time than to start now doing this kind of stuff because there's so little not being watched right now and content is not being professionally created out there by the Hollywood people. Mm -hmm. So why not do our own stuff? People are going to be needing stuff to watch in a few months. This could be your opportunity. I have it on good authority that it it will be pretty good. Yes, absolutely. So with that being said, we have been invited to take part in this opportunity to kind of dissolve what this bad cast company productions idea we had was Mm -hmm. and merge into being a part of legend studios yeah which so moving forward 30 and 30 podcasts will be a part of legends studios from tennessee legend distillery so there will be three podcasts and more stuff throughout the you know as it gets created uh there is a legend studios youtube there is an instagram and there is a facebook page please take the time while you're listening to this to go find legends that's with an S, Legends Studios, and follow those outlets to keep up to date with new episodes dropping, new content dropping, and behind-the-scenes footage of Tennessee Legend Distillery and so much other stuff. But with that also being said is we are going to be integrating our website, our Patreon, and our store, our T Public store, into Legends Studio as well. So over the next few weeks, you will see massive changes to our website, massive changes to our store. And massive changes to our Patreon. If you if you become a Patreon member now, there are new price points. Nothing different than or crazy higher than what some of you are already members at. You're going to be getting more than just behind-the-scenes content and deleted scenes and bloopers and stuff like that. Patreon will be another outlet to where you can learn more about Tennessee Legend Distillery as a business. Um the process, uh, behind-the-scenes interviews, and tons and tons of extra content that will not be published anywhere else. Our store, we will still have 30 and Nerdy Swag, obviously, because that podcast isn't going away. But with that will come other show swag, along with some fun stuff for like each podcast, Between Two Barrels and Cocky Top, different merch, and maybe some... Some some things Tennessee Legend Distillery wise that you can't get at any of the locations. So and the website things. Yes, exclusives. And the website will obviously be consolidated to absorb us and have the other two podcasts as well. Information about everything. So the website will still be where you go, but in the next few weeks it will become Legend Studios. Now until the domain runs out 
30 nerdy podcast will still get you there so you can still go to 30 nerdy podcast.com and it will get you to legend studios but within the next few months oh man the domain will be legendstudios.com. I, I just thought of something what we're gonna need new business cards we are gonna need new business cards absolutely well we needed new business cards anyway we need mm-hmm. qr codes yes or just those new technical ones where that you just touch their phone and all your stuff goes onto their phone the tap the dot have you seen those no you just like you get the dot card it looks like a credit card it says dot on the front and on the back it would have like a like a credit card band and like so you just have this one card in your wallet and say, hey, look, you know, give me all your information. I'd love to support the show. You just tap that card to your phone and they're automatically give, following your social media, hmm. your Facebook page. Uh, like, wow. like, a, like a link tree is dropped into their phone. So please be on the lookout and continue to support this show as well as the other two. Another thing I wanted to discuss is the Tolkien time travel slash predicting the future theory that i know you've now been have real about. big on uh, conspiracies and theories I have, and such lately. I have i have developed my own that i think that tolkien knew knew a thing or two about the future i'm intrigued one ring to rule them all okay okay how many went to the to the men nine how many went to the dwarves five Mm-mm. Six. No, seven. 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 How seven, many sorry. to the elves? Three. One nine seven three. Nineteen seventy three. When did J.R.R. Tolkien die? Nineteen seventy three. Coincidence? No, I don't believe in coincidence. He put it in his words, ladies and gentlemen. Did you figure that up by yourself? I saw a meme about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I could claim credit, and I could have easily. Saw I could have easily sat here and lied to you all, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I saw a meme about it and went, "Wait a second. And, and I was like, "One." Oh my god, he knew. You know, he was a Even very smart man. Knew. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. You never know. Maybe he saw a soothsayer the day before he wrote that part. You never know. You never know. I'm just saying. Maybe uh, Indiana Jones figured out how to yeah. use the Dial of Destiny. Went and told him. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, pal, put this in your book. Hey. So I have a Shakespearean trivia question for the English major slash theater oh, no. teacher. I haven't been an English teacher in a long time, but I am forever an English major, I suppose. So now William Shakespeare has been credited for giving us many wild phrases. And words. And knock-knock jokes. That came and, from him. Knock-knock. Yes. Knock. Who's there? That's him. Yes. Shakespeare is credited with originating a variety of words and phrases still used in modern times, including speak of the devil, all that glitters is not gold, jealousy is the green-eyed monster, in a pickle, the world is your oyster, wild, wild goose chase, and the word uncomfortable. Oh, Which one of those is the lie? Say them again. Speak of the devil. All okay. that glitters is not gold. Okay. Jealousy is the green-eyed monster. Okay. In a pickle, okay. the world is your oyster. Wild goose chase 
and the word uncomfortable. I know that wild goose chase is true. I want to say green eyed monster is true. Uh, in a pickle, that one I'm not sure. It's maybe. Okay, so what? What are the other ones? What are the first two? Uh, speak of the devil. Okay. All that glitters is not gold. Okay. Jealousy is the green eyed monster. Okay. In a pickle. In a pickle. The world is your oyster. Wild goose chase and the word uncomfortable. The uh, um uncomfortable. I had never. I've. I know I've never heard that one. But I don't want to say that that's the lie because that seems too obvious. But I've never heard that before. Wild Goose Chase, I know, is him. In a pickle, that one, I don't know. All that glitters is not gold. I think I'm associating it with him in my head, so I think it must be him. I think that's right. Green-Eyed Monster, I think, is his two. I'm going to just go with In a Pickle. No, I take it back. The world is your oyster. Wrong. Speak of the devil. No way, really. Date backs to the 16th century when uh, it was first used by okay. a, an Italian writer. So, yeah, all of those, though, old, uh, old Billy Shakes gave us yeah, and Billy still used today. Hey, Billy Shakes was a cool guy. He was a cool guy, despite the fact that he probably stole a lot of his works. If you're in my class, you, you would know that. He's a cool guy. Um, he also is the reason we have box office. Mm-hmm. Break a leg, I believe. Uh, yes. Was around that time. Yeah. Um, also, Moonbeam is his word. Yes. What is the version of the Macbeth curse story that you know? That it's real incantation? That the show uses real incantation, which is why the word is cursed in the theater. Oh, well, no. Okay, so that's not the version that I, I okay. learned. What's the, the version, version I learned was that the three witches mm -hmm. was based off of three women he actually knew. Okay. This is probably just urban legend, right? He quoted them in the play. Okay. And so they thought they deserved a little piece of the pie. royalty. Yeah. And he said, uh -uh. so uh -uh. they said, let me talk to you. And they put a curse okay. on the play so that anytime anyone says the name of the play in the theater, that it curses the production. So the, the thing about urban legend and myth is it all comes from some some truth mm -hmm. that happened. So one of those stories may be real. Well, I, and I, for, I firmly believe in the curse. I, so. I do, too, because I tell you, uh, I teach that whole thing mm -hmm. and then I get kids in productions. And of course, they think it's funny. Every uh -huh. production I've done, there's been numerous things and I'm. Most people can say that, but like, really, I had people mm -hmm. literally break legs. Mm -hmm. I got COVID the day of our first tech rehearsal for one of them. Like, it's it's a thing. Probably because some, some dadgum kid said it. That's exactly right. Now, some of them I've caught, and I made them go out the door and do the whole yeah. thing before I do let the whole them back thing. in. Yeah. So, yeah. Anytime that I've either made a person that 
I'm directing do it or had to do it uh, on accident, I always think of Pinkett and Raggedy and when they see the black spot. Yeah. <laughs> how they act because that's yeah. that's what we look like when when we hear it. Ooh, ah. spin around three times. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just had a question for you. Uh, do you remember when Infinity War established in the first twenty minutes that Doctor Strange can sever hands with his portals, and then they mm-hmm. spent two hours and forty minutes trying to take off the gauntlet from Thanos' hand instead of cutting it off? I would argue that such uh, tricks would not work on Thanos because okay. he was way smarter than uh, that guy, his little servant guy, and he was in possession of the Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet and the stones. Yeah. So. I saw that uh-huh. on the meme too, and I figured I'd I'd ask you. That's cute, but I don't think it's... So before we get to topics, news, and tales of the Nerdiverse, Edge's retirement, man. A um, second time. Are we... Is this confirmed? He, he, the way his words are Honestly, for the first point, I don't know. I don't know what my future holds. And that's weird to me. I had heard some hubbub that um, his contract was running out. Mm -hmm. And he had certain ideas or demands or stipulations for re-signing and the WWE would not meet them. So now there's some buzz about, oh, is he going to go to AEW so he can do stuff with Christian? I don't know. I mean, I don't, they just did this whole 25 year anniversary of edge and like this whole package uh, thing on him and all that. And then he had this big match with Seamus and then he's going to go and like work for the other company. Like a few weeks later, he's never been to another company. I don't know that I see it. And he's one of the tried and true. uh, I don't know. I would prefer it if Christian came back. Yes, WWE, and then they did something. Yes, that I would prefer that. Both of their nothing against AEW. I like a lot of their stuff, and I know that we don't talk much about AEW. I don't really follow, um, but it's mainly because, like, yeah, like you don't really follow them, and I can only watch certain times. Like, if I'm lucky to be able to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's get to some topic news and tales of the nerdiverse. And just a few short days ago, I was tagged. (laughs) In a story on Facebook by the one and only Josh Davis saying, please add this to the news. Yeah. So how about you? How about you tell this story? Okay. This is real life, people. This is. This is. (laughs) This is. Yeah, you can't. You can't write this stuff. A Kentucky woman has divorced her husband because she thought she had been talking with and building a relationship. With Stranger Things actor, is this Daker Montgomery? Daker Montgomery. He's also in the Power Rangers. He was, Jason uh, in the Power Jason Rangers. And, who's and an he's Elvis. An Elvis. Yeah. But uh, the social attractive cat- guy. Yeah, good-looking fella. The social catfish crew, a company that helps people figure out if the love interests that they meet online are real or fake. <laughs> so they talk. We with have their- a company. In the real world, that this is their Why, job. Like people, people get paid to do this for you. Yes. This is why other countries are beating us. <laughs> um, the so, other countries are part of the time the ones catfishing us. That's that's true. <laughs> so these guys talked with her at length, and they went over all the online conversations, and they discovered that 
like most of their cases, yeah, this was not real. Probably could have saved her a lot of money and done this for. So, hey, if you're out there and you think that you are having any sort of relationship with a well-known celebrity. Yes. And especially if they are asking you for money and stuff. Mm. Tell you what, why don't you just give me a call? Shoot me an email. I'll do this I'll you uh, for free. I, I'll do the investigation for you. And I'll do it for about half of probably what you paid those guys. <laughs> so hit me up. I'm here. I'm, I'm at your service. So uh, not only was this uh, relationship with Mr. Montgomery fake, <laughs> she had been giving him money. Money. And this is just some everyday guy. Just just some some person. Not 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 do, having a real job. No. Just scamming people. Getting gift cards and things. Uh, so a, a rich person asking for money from people under their pay grade. This should send off a red flag for you. Immediately. That this is probably a scam. They have more money than you. They don't but need the, yours. The thought that a celebrity is privately messaging you to be your secret lover. <laughs> someone who they've never met. <laughs> and they need money from you. If you don't realize that something's going on here, you probably need some help. And not just from the social catfish crew. No, from a therapist. Yes. As uh, well. So this is funny, and I've laughed about it. But, like, honestly, be yes. careful out there, people, because there's people who can, you know, this guy was really not even trying. Oh, I'm a celebrity, you know, whatever. Like you could just be some person and you could start trying to form a relationship with people. And people mm -hmm. do get scammed and taken advantage of and, mm -hmm. and lose a lot. The of other one things, that so. is very popular these days, romance, is if you get someone following you on Instagram who has like one post and they're attractive and, and thousands of followers, about, but yeah. they're following barely anybody. And they've got like one or two posts. Yeah. And they say, hey, to you. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, not real. So it says here that Americans lost one point three billion dollars to romance scammers in 2022 alone. People, please be smarter. You know what we could do with $1.3 billion? Feed we could <laughs> feed the hungry. We could, we could pay off lunch debts in mm -hmm. probably, definitely all of the schools across our entire nation where yep. kids have to go through the lunch line and they're, they've charged too much to their accounts and they don't get to eat lunch. I've seen mm -hmm. it myself. And they get handed a peanut butter and jelly uncrustable. Yeah. You know, like, first of all, this shouldn't even be a thing in this country. Sorry. No, totally no, 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 no. Topic. You are absolutely making but sense. You just absolutely look how, sense. What a waste for stupidity. 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 People made their people in one year made one point three billion dollars off of stupidity. Yeah. God, like what? It almost makes you want to try it. Like, I wonder how much money between like. You know, like. With our creativity and with our storyline creating, we could probably catfish the hell out of somebody. <laughs> we could probably make some extra money, man. I mean, we're going to Orlando. We've got bills to yeah, pay. 
Yeah. We could probably get a little influx in the next week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I send mean, it to this PO box. <laughs> and and I mean, do we pretend to be somebody else, or we just yeah, we just us? pretend to be someone else? Okay. Like we we please we could flirt. Okay. Like so, we could use our theater backgrounds to create like oh i'm new to the country i'm new to instagram like i need help figuring this out will you help me and then start building a rapport mm. then you start slipping in words like sweetheart honey you're so attractive has well, anyone we could... ever told you you're you're attractive because you are we should pretend to be like from England or Australia yeah. or something because those mm -hmm. accents drive women nuts. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, you know, when they ask to hear us talk, well, there's a reason we can't talk like, Oh, the phone is not mm -hmm. working. I don't have minutes or. Uh, I'm on my computer. It's an old computer. Doesn't have zoom. <laughs> the microphone's broken. The microphone. I'd be, I'd have to mime to you the whole time. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we could make money off of stupidity, too. But we don't. You know why? Because we have morals. And real jobs. Ugh. And lives. So, moving on. Uh, <laughs> if you got anything out of that, it's be smarter on the internet, people. Well. As our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, said, everything on the internet's true. Yeah. You know, he did. So he did say that. Just be smart. I read that on Wikipedia. <laughs> in a recent online interview with fans, James Gunn took some time to answer some inquiries about the DCU. Here are some answers to questions that were, he was asked in the interview, as well as statements made from the red carpet of Blue Beetle. They are creating a very detailed world map for the DC universe. Multiple characters will be introduced in many different ways, other than a bunch of origin movies. Fantastic. I've had too many origin movies. Gardens of the Galaxy actors will not be, in quotes, playing themselves in movies. Like someone playing Chris Pratt. So why would someone ask oh, you that? I don't know. Someone asked them, like, are you going to have any of the Guardians actors showing up as themselves in your DCU? And he said, what a stupid question. He said, if they show and there are reasons they wouldn't be playing themselves. Probably because they'd be playing a DC character. What? What a stupid question. Yeah, I'm just going to get Chris stupid, Pratt to be Chris man. Pratt in DCU. Oh, that's who I'm going to be if we do celebrity catfishing. I'm going to be Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, we are not packing the Superman movie with star power to make a sale of DC's IP to any other company. These people need to... They shouldn't be allowed to get answered. Some uh, of these questions, I'm like, I have better be questions. That they're doing that to make it a good movie. Yes, like Nathan Just Fillion has been cast as Guy Gardner. Yeah, in the Superman movie. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Blue Beetle is a great movie. I can't wait for people to meet Jaime, who will be a fantastic character to have in our DCU moving forward. So Jaime is here to stay. I look forward to seeing it. Me hopefully, too. Hopefully soon. Absolutely. So this next one, oh, you are a big uh, King of the Hill fan. I am. And and you you texted me about this uh, last week, I believe. 
Yeah. So rest in peace to Johnny Hardwick, who was the voice of Dale Gribble on King of the Hill. And he was going to reprise his role on the revival that they've been talking about doing for Hulu. And I read that he had already recorded a couple of episodes. But uh, sadly, he passed away just a few days ago at the age of 64. Uh, During the pandemic, he was posting a lot of silly videos, like basically playing himself as Dale Gribble. Uh, just a really funny guy. Del Gribble, what a character, too. Oh, yeah. Rusty Shackleford. <laughs> so. Do you all have Thanksgiving? We did once. <laughs> it's a great show. It is. It is. And now I wonder, I like... Now I don't want to... Brittany Murphy, you know, is, is gone. And yeah. Tom Petty's gone. Mm-hmm. So, Lucky and Luann, I don't know if you know would they try to bring them back i mean how can you right so probably just don't bring the characters back you don't want to recast especially not tom petty no and so i just wouldn't bring them back yeah and i would kind of like with carrie fisher and family guy i would have an episode honoring dale like he passed away so uh moving forward Sony has cut its movie business forecast as a result of the impact of the ongoing strikes. The strikes have put a massive halt to Hollywood in ways of theater attendance, stream subscriptions, new shows being written, and general fan morale. Earlier this month, WB Discovery said it expects a return to work date in early September, but a recent stalemate uh, with WGA and AMPTP has put a stop to that. Sony said sales from its movie business will now be even lower than their original forecast before. This will lead to lower revenues, mainly due to movie and show release delays. Sony has revised its movie sales forecast to be down only 3% since the strike began. However, Sony has suffered a 6% decrease in sales and a 68% decrease in operating income. Still, Sony Pictures saw some strong performances of films released theatrically in the three months that they measured period, the period they measured in, that ended in June. Obviously, their biggest hit was Across the Spider-Verse, which pulled in $591 million during uh, its global theatrical run. And in July, however, Sony made the decision to delay Ghostbusters Afterlife 2 Craven the Hunter, Beyond the Spider-Verse was removed indefinitely. The Karate Kid reboot Mm. has also joined They Listen to be delayed indefinitely. And the Bad Boys 4 and Venom 3 titles have been pushed to 2024. So Sony is one of the first companies to come out and saying like, yeah, this is, uh, it's hurting us. So good. The strike's so doing. They're they're trying to say that the next Spider Verse thing isn't even going to happen. Probably just taking it. They don't want to put a date on it. Okay. They probably just removed it from the Ooh. list, saying like, "Well, since yeah. we're going to have to work hard on that, let's not even give a date to it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Which is smart. Um, a uh, Karate Kid reboot. Uh, why? Why is that even again? In the plans? Why is that like, even in the plans? We've we've done that, and we've got Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Fine. That's that's yeah. It's yeah. it's. More than enough. Cobra Kai is fine, and there's going to be another spinoff series. And we try to reboot with Jackie Chan. It didn't work. So don't. Please don't. And do and, we need another Bad Boys movie? And you know, 
We're, no. we're being real negative here, but Venom 3, I don't need either. I didn't need <laughs> Venom 2. I didn't need Venom 2. <laughs> Let's move on to more news then. Keith David uh, yeah. will be taking over for the late Lance Reddick as the voice of Z- Oh, good. Zavala. What? Zavala. Why do you, yeah. why does it always happen like this? I was going to go into it, but you just kind of. Zavala in the video game Destiny 2 for its final shape expansion. They're still doing expansions on Destiny 2 that came out mm-hmm. like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Instead of a Destiny 3, it's kind of like the whole Milk and Grand Theft Auto for years instead of the getting a six. Destiny that never ends. Yeah. Destiny um, Infinity. Well, I mean, how much have they milked Skyrim and not given us a new Elder Scrolls? How much have they milked Grand Theft Auto 5? And the others, and not giving us a six. Uh, Lance Reddick, man, we mentioned when he passed away. Uh, and shortly after he passed away, I, I re-downloaded Quantum Break. Uh, fantastic game. If you haven't played it, check it out. It's a balance between live action movie and video game. Yeah. Uh, Lance Reddick's a character in it, and it's just his voice is so good. And he's always such a, a demanding, commanding presence in whatever he does. Uh, I, I highly recommend that game if you haven't played it. Uh, so Disney Plus will be taking on Netflix's idea and are set to crack down on password sharing in 2024. The decision comes as Disney seeks to address its heavy financial losses and bolster its subscription-based revenue model. I actually don't think I share my Disney I'm Plus really, password. I don't think that I do either. That's one of the I don't, few that I do not share. Well, I, I don't even know what my passwords are, so I can't share. I just oh, no. kind of have to hope that they uh, that, they, that they're <laughs> automatically there. <laughs> and then it's like, Rebecca, get me logged <laughs> into the HBO. Can you share the password? Yeah. Uh, man, I, I just I don't think that I, I don't think it's sharing that's their problem right now. No. I think it's people have canceled their subscriptions, Bob. And that's what I'm going to say is behind door number one, Bob, is uh, people are canceling their subscriptions because of your uh, your your terrible views and stance on the strike. So yeah. it's not the fact that they're sharing passwords. So moving on, uh, Barbie has surpassed. <laughs> this one's hard to say. Barbie has surpassed The Dark Knight to become the highest grossing domestic release in Warner Brothers history. And at this point, I have to ask, is it the cast, the rewatchability, sticking it to the patriarchy, or is it just that damn good of a movie? I have heard nothing but wonderful things about the Barbie Mm. movie. Unless you are a person who... I won't get into that. Makes it too Uh, political. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Very... Yes, thank you. Yes. Um. So, but I haven't seen it. I would like to see it. I hope to see it. I'm going to see Blue Beetle before I see Barbie. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I didn't even go to Oppenheim or anything like that. But no, I heard a lot of people say, uh, I saw Barbie twice and loved every minute of it. I saw Oppenheimer once and it was too long, <laughs> and I was mm. ready to be over. But I hear that it's great. So I think yeah. it's of all those things. Oh, this one! Right. Will, uh, this one will make you excited. Uh, I'm very excited. Netflix has released its first trailer for Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. This is uh, 
really exciting because the entire cast of the live action movie has returned to voice their characters. How often can you say that something like that happens when the movie is like 13, 14 years old Mm -hmm. or or something like that? Yeah. So it's going to air November 17th on Netflix. Netflix. All you have to do is say the cast is coming back to voice it and I'll watch it. Netflix's new tagline should be here's one little string of hope for you to keep subscribing to Netflix. <laughs> like I'm always yeah. like, okay, I could definitely lose Netflix because I never use it. And then it's yeah. like, Oh, here, just take this Scott Pilgrim. I'm like, well, guess I'm going to keep Netflix. I need it. I got to have it. I'm excited. All you have to do is say that Aubrey Plaza is back in anything and you'll get, Oh yeah. You'll get my views. So Cleo Thomas, who played Zero in Holes, just won a Mortal Kombat tournament dressed as Powerline from the Goofy movie. Name something more millennial than that. I applaud him. (laughs) The picture Uh, is just him being awarded the trophy by Xavier from from Up, Up, Down, Down. And he's just dressed, Xavier Woods, and he's just, Dressed as Powerline, just posing for the picture. I love every part of that description. Powerline, Mortal Kombat tournaments, holes, everything about that. Xavier Woods Woods. gave him the trophy. Like, that's so cool. Oh, this isn't good. Lucasfilm is closing down the Clone Wars animated studios department that has been running strong for a very long time now. The future of Bad Batch and the other shows currently in the air i have not finished the second season of bad batch because i wasn't really digging it too much but i hear that the ending of the season is like heavy okay so i don't know i i I need to probably need to catch up yeah catch up on that one but that's now next next week we'll be talking about ahsoka yes make sure you're caught up on that nerds uh, the 10 episode Monarch Legacy of Monsters is making waves as something of a game changing concept. Set in the aftermath of the 2014 Godzilla movie, the movie will intertwine a story of military officer Lee Shaw. Shaw will have scenes taking place in 2014, played by Kurt Russell, and scenes in the 1950s where actor and his son Wyatt Russell will play the character. Specific release dates are still pending, obviously, but this will be just one way the MonsterVerse is expanding outside of the theaters, uh, and I believe they're also releasing a Kong Skull Island animated show that's connected storyline, too. The MonsterVerse has been subtly like, hey, we have continuity. Like, And if you're into the MonsterVerse, I mean, I'm sure you're very excited. I think it's a cool concept, though. Yeah, I'll check that like, out. You'll have like 1950s scenes where Wyatt's playing this character and then flash forwards to 2014 after that Godzilla and Kurt's playing the character. I think it's Do cool. you know the whole thing about Kurt Russell and Walt Disney? No. I think this is right. And someone can correct me if this is not right. But when Walt Disney died, he had a piece of paper in the drawer of his desk that said Kurt Russell. No one knows why. Weird. You when know. did Disney die? 
because I know that Kurt Russell, one of his first things is he was in an Elvis movie and he was a kid who kicked Elvis. The computer wore tennis shoes. Okay. I'm just going to read this to you. Okay. Courtesy of Reader's Digest. The mysterious note Walt Disney left behind before he died. Uh, He died in 1966, by the way. Okay. I'm trying to find the part we need to hear rather than read this whole thing. Okay. According to former Disney archivist Dave Smith, who found the note, Disney was listing possible future projects for his franchise, and one name stood out, Kirk Russell. Disney had expressed his awe of the 15-year-old's talent before, praising him on television and personally ensuring that the boy received a studio contract. In October 1966, just months before his death, Disney even predicted a great acting future for Russell. But ultimately, it was Disney's last words that ended up launching Russell's career as an actor. Russell confirmed this suspicion in a 2013 episode of The View. I assume, as does everybody else, that he was talking about some movie that he was thinking about having me in. I don't know what to make of it other than that, Russell said. Wow. He would go on to be in many Disney things. I just thought of that because we talked about Russell. Moving on, the amazing voice actor Charles Martinet, who gave us Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi, since the days of Mario 64, is retiring. He will be transitioning to a new role in Nintendo as Mario Ambassador. So he's going to be like the Stan Lee of Nintendo. Yes, the Stan Lee of Nintendo. That's about the best way to say it. I think that, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Hmm. Some DC news that uh, I'm going to read, even though you're our resident DC guy, (laughs) because I want to see the look on your face. DC Comics is about to make classic DC movie fans happy. They are releasing sequels to Tim Burton's Batman and Richard Donner's Superman films, both due in November of this year. Batman Echoes, penned by writer Sam Ham, Sam Ham, Sam I am, and artist Joe Quin- Quinones, mm-hmm. explores Gotham plunged into chaos following Batman's disappearance with Scarecrow and Harley Quinn as key villains with a tease of a suit based off of Keaton's suit in the recent Flash movie. Meanwhile, Superman 78, The Metal Curtain, pairs writer Robert Robert V-E-N-D-I-T-T-I-T. Vindittit. Yes. I don't know. With artist Gavin... You wanted to read it. Gavin Guidry? Yes. As Superman faces new Kryptonian relic in the Soviet Union, likely heralding Metallo. Metallo. Metallo's arrival. I got to go to bed. These Mm -hmm. comics are meant to promote fresh tales while honoring the iconic film legacies. Shoo. I will be purchasing. You know what? I will too. This past weekend, the box office saw Blue Beetle t- beat Barbie, but I figured after a month of being out, it's it's due to be <laughs> beat by something. Uh, Blue Beetle took in $25 million in its opening weekend. Uh, Barbie had another whopping $21 million. Oppenheimer took in $10.7 million. TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, took in 
If you haven't and, seen Ninja Turtles, please go check it out. It's so and good. Strays uh, took in eight point two million. Now that is the dog movie with Will Ferrell voicing one of the dogs, and I can't remember who the other voice actor is. No way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a it's not a. I hadn't even heard lucky. about this. Is this animated it's, or like a? Marley no, it's live and me? action. Okay. It's like a Marley and Me, but there it's raunchy. And Will Ferrell voices one of the dogs, and I can't remember who voices the other. Jamie Foxx, maybe. John C. Riley. Oh, Jamie Foxx. I think I maybe. did hear about this. Yeah. I can't remember. Okay. I've just forgotten about it. Well, that's cool. Let's talk a little wrestling. We can oh, talk uh, some some positive, exciting stuff, and then we can talk about a couple of not yes. so good things, unfortunately. Yeah. So WWE has already broken the company's all-time gate record in one day for WrestleMania 40. In Philadelphia, so that's proof that their stories are working. The and and even I would argue that even without how hot things are, the fact that you know forty—that's a big milestone. That's a big yeah. anniversary. And I mean, in that's, Philly, that's going to be big. The birthplace of ECW. ECW. Speaking of records, this month's SummerSlam broke records too. Most watched SummerSlam, largest gate for any non-WrestleMania event, highest merchandise sales for any non-WrestleMania event, highest grossing SummerSlam of all time, most sponsorship revenue for a mm. uh, non-WrestleMania event, and the most social views for a SummerSlam ever. And they do these press conferences after every big event, mm-hmm. uh, at least they have the past year or so yeah and triple h is always the last person to come out and he talks about you know the business aspect the the numbers and they break records every show every show this year they're hitting records so yeah things are hot for them so this next story uh more punk drama which we all know is oh man you know just shocking CM Punk has directly apologized to Hangman Page. You know about the whole fight. For like, like a year ago? Fight. The like actual ago? fight. Yes, yeah. Um, the Young Bucks he, and Punk. Yeah, like Kenny Omega was involved, Hangman and, and the Young Omega. Bucks, and just like Punk was going after all of them. Big fight. CM Punk has directly apologized to Hangman Page via text message after the promo from a recent AEW show. Now, Punk claims he had nothing to do with Hangman being sent away from the building this past Saturday and has told people that he, had he known Page was in the building, he would have attempted to speak to him to work towards building a potential program. Punk himself told some sources that he was, and I quote, 100% the reason Nick Namath, Dolph Ziggler's brother, and Christopher Daniels were sent home. Daniels is one of the handful of people who made a point to avoid Punk at Forbidden Door, which included the Young Bucks, Jack Perry, Matt Hardy, and even Britt Baker. Used to, I was very defensive about Punk. Not as defensive as Logan. But, because I thought, he's talented. He's great on the mic. He is somewhat of a commodity. He's a for draw. the most part. He's a draw, but for dude, sure. dude, good God. How old is he now and still um, acting that way? So you you're you're clearly on the the uh, anti-punk side of this. I'm actually not. Really? I'm I'm, I'm anti-young bucks. Really? Yeah. I mean, Look, I'm, 
don't love the Young Bucks. I was a CM Punk fan. Mm -hmm. And I did not agree. Like, and he's told his side of the story. Like he said, he was hurt and he was still working and, and all these different things. And like, I get it. But, you know, a lot of those guys do that and they make a lot of money. And he was the champion for like a year. And then here he is like, oh, you know, things aren't happening the way I want and I'm just going to leave. Well, I understand being frustrated and wanting to quit. I get that. But I always think about like seven or eight year old me was absolutely obsessed with Sting. Mm. Every piece of Sting merchandise that existed, I probably had it. He was my hero. I was him for Halloween like two or three years in a row. Sting was my guy. You were with me the time that I met him, mm -hmm. right? I didn't get to go to wrestling shows when I was a kid. Like, I never went. But had I gone at seven or eight years old knowing I'm going to see Sting tonight, and I know what that would have meant for me yes. at that age, then to find out, oh, he got mad and he went home, you don't get to see him. You'd have been heartbroken. Yeah, that sucks. And, like, there was probably, like, Logan and I went to Raw in Atlanta several years ago. Uh, one, because it was there and we could go. But two, because it was supposed to be this big Ric Flair celebration. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah. we want to go see Ric Flair. We didn't even get to see him. They played his music, but he got beat up in the back for a story or whatever. Like, I get it. But we were really disappointed. Imagine if you're a little kid, like, oh, I want to see CM Punk. I'm dying to see CM Punk. He's my favorite wrestler. Oh, he went home because he was mad. He was mad. He was so mad I, that he's only the champion for 400-something days. Yeah, so I didn't feel sorry for CM Punk too much in that. But, you know, and I don't look. None of us were there. Nobody knows except for them, yada, yada, yada. But, like, Hangman Page went off script and started going to business for himself, uh, making Punk look bad a long time ago. That's what started stuff. Yeah. Now, was Punk unprofessional at the big press conference that they had? Yeah. Sitting next to his boss. Oh, I work with children and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, he was obnoxious and, and he was unprofessional and all that stuff. But the young bucks are the ones who walked into his dressing area. Yes. Needless to say, everyone is guilty. Yeah. Young bucks and are very immature for that. But Punk, I'm just kind of like, dude. And this is a place of work. How can you not stay away from drama? This is a this is a place where people are going to work to do a job. You're being paid to be there. Yes, it's in the limelight and you get all the attention and thousands and thousands of people watch it and follow it. I can't go into school and be like, uh, well, I have beef with uh, the math teacher and the science teacher. Send them home today. Yeah. Yeah, you can't like, do that. We don't have the right to do that. Like, get over yourselves. And and this would be the biggest match in the history of AEW if they could get Punk and like FTR versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, knowing that mm. there's the real life heat. This would be a huge deal. This well, I mean, Edge and Matt Hardy would be able to make exactly, it work. Exactly right. Exactly, and we still remember that they could do that if they would just be like, "All right, look, let's let's work. This is about making money. This was a long time ago. We don't have to like each other." You don't have you to don't like have to like you everyone with. you work with. Yeah. It's like I teach this to my freaking high school kids, man. Like you got a job to do together. You got something you have to create. If you've got history or you don't like this person, that's part of life, man. You yeah. have to work with people and deal with people and associate with people 
and cooperate with people that you don't always like or see eye to eye with. But yeah. that's called being an adult and putting that crap aside and getting the job done. So I don't feel sorry for any of them. I think I don't sorry. I feel sorry for any of them. They're they're all egomaniacs. But I just kind of wanted to like I'd love to pull punk aside and be like, man, you're too old for this anymore. It's not a, it's it's not. Well, he said he was going to talk to yeah man page in person. Yeah, but I also honestly kind of feel like a text. Depending, considering everything that happened, I feel like the apology should match the intensity of the action. And, and also sit down with a, a mediator or something. But like, how informal is a text? Hey, man, sorry about that. I know these days everything is so. Ah, sent a text. Ah, that's not the same. Yeah. You know, I think they're all egomaniacs. And I think that a child is running that that program and they also have too many cooks in the kitchen calling well, shots exactly. like when Jericho got, and all that. If you've got talent who mm. are making decisions, that's not mm. good. And these guys who were executive vice presidents were like trying to put punk on the mid card when he's the biggest draw in the company, mm -hmm. you know, like, cause it yeah. was about ego. Yeah. So they are. And, uh, Got a couple uh yeah, recent we might as well talk about things. some some sad stuff. Uh, uh and from the WWE and first one, not really a shock, uh, but still very sad, of course. Uh Hall of Famer Terry Funk. Mm -hmm. Hardcore legend. Chainsaw Charlie. Middle aged and crazy. <laughs> uh you know, he's he hadn't been doing well for a long time. Mm -mm. And um so so it hurts, you know, for sure, and especially, you know, all the people in the business who knew him. Uh, mm -hmm. Mick Foley was Mick the first person just, I thought of. He was. Yeah. So um, but there's I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but there's got to be like a Bruce Pritchard's best of Terry Funk, where he tells Terry mm -hmm. Funk stories. And my favorite one is he. <laughs> Something was going on that, that Terry wasn't really too enthused about something that Vince McMahon wanted him to do. And so he just didn't show up and he left a message on Bruce Pritchard's answer machine. He's like, Richard, tell Vince I won't be there. My horse is sick. <laughs> so he said I had to go home and take care of the horse. So uh one of my favorite uh, Terry Funk matches. He did a, a tag team match. It was Edge and Mick Foley and Terry Funk and uh, gosh, who was the other? Oh, person? Uh, it was uh, at one of those ECW. Yeah, um, they were fighting Sandman and RVD and Sabu. Yeah, ECW. Uh, it and, was uh, it was Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer. It was Tommy Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer. Um. Yeah, so Mick Foley and Tommy Dreamer and Edge and, and Terry Funk. Whoa, what a gruesome match, mm -hmm. but it's one of my favorites. I've watched that one several times. Um, he, of course, would do the thing where he would put the ladder over his head and he'd do the little spin yeah, around thing. Spin. I saw him. I remember when he had his run in WCW in the like late 90s. I remember seeing him do that. Mm -hmm. And if I had to guess whatever uh big event is next for wb i can see there being somebody doing that spot 
Yes. As a little Terry. It's a, an homage. And then Absolutely. the. And then at, before we, you know, just a few hours ago, before we started recording, we got um, the very heartbreaking news that um, that Bray Wyatt, uh, real real name was Wyndham Rotunda, has passed away at the age of thirty six, and this one really sucks, yeah. because to a lot of us he was that next undertaker that next character that dark but what he had that undertaker didn't is this wild charisma Mm -hmm. about him he was like Mm -hmm. when he spoke even if he was a bad guy or a good guy anytime he spoke as as bray wyatt i'd be like i'd follow him yeah i would absolutely follow him this character uh brilliant in the ring mentally and out of the ring, the stuff he'd do, little things that he'd do to to tell the story uh, when he wasn't even telling the story in his face or the way he said something or just the way he stood. He was telling the story no matter when you saw him. Um, and this one sucks also because he was my favorite of like the last 15 years. Uh, yeah, watching the family in NXT come up like when Mm -hmm. he was when they killed the character of husky harris finally yeah and they let him do this family thing the wyatt family he'd come out and he'd just sit in that rocking chair watch and watch luke and harper destroy and dismantle people and he just watch eric eric rowan and yeah eric rowan and luke harper um and he just sit there rocking Mm -hmm. i was like god he's not even in the ring and he is doing things what some people can't do in the ring. Uh, it's just, it was, he was amazing. And I know he, he suffered his demons and he was gone for a while. Uh, we obviously, uh, the deepest condolences to his family, uh, to the Rotunda family, uh, his brother. He has, he has small children, mm-hmm. which is just so tragic. Um, now at, at the stage of my life that I'm in, that's always the first thing I think about mm-hmm. is, oh my God, the kids. Um, I was not always a fan of like some of the things that they would do with Bray Wyatt, like the match types and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I was always a fan of Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to meet him once. I've got his autograph on, uh, on a Bray Wyatt, the old Hawaiian shirt mm-hmm. hat Bray Wyatt. I've got a, uh, action figure of that that he signed uh we got to see him at wrestlemania against randy orton and like i was not a fan of the match they did this weird thing where they projected bugs down onto the mat it, i mm. thought it was dumb so i didn't like that but he was always fun to watch and his entrance was always uh so fun all the fireflies and everything um then when he was doing the fiend for a while we got to see him as the fiend terrifying um, and I was lucky enough to also see him uh, have a WrestleMania match against The Undertaker in uh, California. Mm-hmm. That was uh, 31, Mania mm-hmm. 31, nine years ago. Jeez. Uh, that was Taker's first win uh, after losing to Brock. Yeah. 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 And then the whole time I was like, why'd you let Brock have it when 
the story is Bray. Mm-hmm. I would have, if you're going to let it be broken, it should have been broken by the next thing up, not someone who didn't need it. I mean, and we're not talking about the Undertaker. We're talking about Bray Wyatt, yeah. but I'm just yeah. going to say, I don't think it ever should have been broken. Well, no. I mean, how many opportunities do you have to have something like that that will never be able to be broken? You know, like he yeah. said, okay, I'm retired. That was the last one, and he won all of them. Yeah. That'll never happen again. And I think that Bray could have been that, that next thing too, that yeah. next undefeated fiend, you know, character. And when he came back this past time and he like dressed down, addressed the audience. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, I've missed you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have missed you. Um, this one Very sucks sad. because, like you pointed out, uh, this is this is our first as adults, like on the roster, active, you know, death since Benoit. The that's the only active roster death that I can think of. i mean they we lost uh shad gaspar a couple years ago he wasn't on the roster but still mm-hmm. that was a shocking like tragic thing um but like this is one of those things where like you know when benoit when that happened before we knew all the details yes that monday night raw was canceled and it was just a benoit memorial mm-hmm. and i you'll never see that footage now that's gone but i was watching it live i saw it i was sitting in a hotel room like 45 minutes away from Chris Benoit's house, actually. I've been at Six Flags all day with my friend Jared. And I was like, oh, let's watch Raw. And there it was. So, was Umaga active when he died? I can't remember. I really wasn't like consistently watching at that time. It was just one of those, oh, it's a Monday night. Nothing's going on. I'm not working because it's I'm on vacation. So, mm-hmm. hey, let's watch Raw. I can't remember much of anything about it. And there was no like storyline or any matches or anything that night. It was just Benoit mm. packages. And like, I think Vince McMahon spoke. It's so, uh, I'm wondering what they'll do. It's a huge loss to the business and to the, the lineage that the Rotunda family already has in WB IRS uh, that goes years. Um, it's this one. It sucks. It sucks when anybody passes away or any of your heroes that you grew up watching, but you know, he's just two years older than us, man. Yeah. It's scary when it's so close to your age because it makes you th- question your own mortality. Yeah. So massive, uh, a massive heartfelt condolences to his family and to the wrestling world. Um, we lost a really good one today, and uh, uh, there will never be another Bray Wyatt. There just won't. So... uh we just wanted to mention that, um, and yeah, this one sucks. But we are going to take a, a quick break, step away, and when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, the Super Mario Bros., uh, our thoughts, uh, where it's taking us, and possibly the beginning of a cinematic universe. Better late than never, I guess. Mario's yeah. been out for a while, but that's okay. Yeah, but just some of our thoughts when 30 Nerdy Podcast returns. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery, where legends are made. Here, we won't herd you like a bunch of old cattle, leaving you feeling dazed and crazed and in a smoky haze. 
Here, we aren't just another moonshine sip and stop in the volunteer state. We are much more. At Tennessee Legend Distillery, we will show you that billboards don't make you a legend. And here, you aren't just another sale and a printed receipt. Here, you are the legend. Come be a part of the legend by visiting one of our four locations located across the state of Tennessee. Whether you're visiting the small local town of Cookville, boot scooting in the music city of Nashville, or relaxing in the beautiful Smoky Mountains of Sevierville, Tennessee Legend Distillery will have you saying, make mine a legend, no matter what you sip on. Stop in and try any of our multi-award winning spirits like our King Snake Bourbon Whiskey, our 120 proof white corn hammer shine, or our number one seller, our Salted Caramel Whiskey. Not only will you become a part of the legend, but you will also become part of our secret creed of spirits. That's right, Tennessee Legend Distillery is the only place you'll be able to find the exclusive Assassin's Creed Spirit Collection. We have the AC-15 four-year-old bourbon whiskey celebrating 15 years of Altair, Ezio, and all of the other Assassin's Creed characters. Next up, we have our Valhalla Vodka, a smooth, 80-proof, tasteless spirit that will keep you going on any cold or hot Midgard night. Last but certainly not least, take to the high seas with our brand new Black Flag Spiced Rum, a spirit that would make Edward Kenway join our crew. These legendary exclusive spirits can only be found here, with more on the way. Brought to you by Ubisoft, Anthium Spirits, and Tennessee Legend Distillery. For more information, check out our TennesseeLegend.com or follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Live in another state? No worries. Go to kegandbottle.com. That's K-E-G-N-B-O-T-T-L-E, kegandbottle.com, and search Tennessee Legend Distillery. They'll deliver it right to your door. Mention 30 and Nerdy Podcasts while checking out in any one of our locations across Tennessee and receive a free shot glass. What are you waiting for? Come walk among legends at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. What's up, guys? This is Logan, better known as the Rev of Rents on yours truly, 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Exciting news coming to you because your boy now owns a business, and that business is Shane's Rib Shack in Georgia, McDonough, Highway 81, and we've got some delicious food. we got ribs. we got wings. We've got tendies. We've got boneless. We've got everything that you want. You like burgers? we got that, too. And I would be very appreciative if you showed me the love that you showed me here, right here, at 30 Nerdy Podcast, and go and find me in Georgia and eat some of that Shane Shack food. And if you do, always tell them that 30 and Nerdy sent you. And I promise, my word right here, you mention 30 and Nerdy, you get the free sweet tea. That's on me. And that's a promise, because the reverence never breaks the promise. Rolling out, no worries, no cares. When the car came out of nowhere, that's when my whole world changed. Pills for the pain, medical bills insane. I was down, I was out, but I wasn't quite done. Called 546 1111. You're in pain, yeah, we got you. 
He can't pay, yeah, we got you too Boom, turn your record into a check The ones for you now, call OEB Law Boom, turn your record into a check We got your back now, call OEB Law Craving cold craft beer and the best brick oven fire pizza in town? Check out our friends at Gatlinburg Brewing Company. With fair prices, a great staff, and carefully crafted brews, GBC is the place to be in your next visit to Sevier County. They have 16 crafted beers on tap with delicious personal pizzas, salads, and more. Visit either of their two locations in downtown Gatlinburg or at 870 Winfield Dunn Parkway in Sevierville, right beside Tennessee Legend Distillery. When you stop in, tell them you heard about them from 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Greetings, henchmen and loyal subjects. I am Evan the Great. Now I'm JVD. We're your host of the Fictional Battle Podcast, Crossover Collision, brought to you by the Villains Demand. If you love hearing in-depth breakdowns of your favorite characters and what they are capable of doing while fighting in random battlegrounds against other fan favorites, then this is the podcast for you. New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or over on thebuildsman.com. Hi, this is Danielle from Disney's Hamster and Gretel, and you're listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I scream, you scream, we all scream for the ice cream. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. Uh, so, the final global box office for Mario was well over a billion dollars. Yeah. One of the only two movies this year to make a billion was mm-hmm. Barbie and Super Mario Brothers, based off toys, video games, nostalgia from the 90s. I loved it. Uh, I still love it. And mm-hmm. you just recently finally yes. saw it for the first time, yes. which is why we're only talking about it now. Yes. Months later. Yes. I was I was behind. Um, But it's great, man. They they hit all the right notes, I feel like. Um, And there was a lot of people who were dogging it before, you know, those toxic fans. Oh, it's not this. It's not going to be that. Oh, it's the wrong actors. It's Chris Pratt. Or they even give it a chance. Uh, But they knew that the expectations were going to be high. And I feel like they met and surpassed those expectations. Absolutely. They had all sorts of different elements from that nintendo smash brothers if you will universe Mm -hmm. we had the donkey kong and and uh all that stuff we had the mario kart sequence yes the music bro the the way that they incorporated the music Mm. the little uh in the in the opening one of the opening scenes they're doing like a side scrolling scene where they're running over like things like an obstacle course Mm -hmm. and then they run by the castle burger Mm-hmm. Um, those little details yes genius yes and even down to uh one thing that i got really excited about is uh, one of the big games that dropped when the 64 came out was dk64 yeah in the audience of donkey kong versus mario in this movie is chunky kong lanky kong tiny and diddy mm-hmm. characters from donkey kong 64 and diddy and i came like I was like, oh my God, there's Chunky Kong. Like, he's like in one game. Yeah. And they put him in here. Yep. Like, just, and the voice acting was great. I thought it was great. I, I, I honestly, the, I, I could watch this movie 
right now I could probably watch it once a week and, and not get tired of it. I have seen it many times because I have a daughter who I took to the theater to see it mm-hmm. and she's fallen in love with it. And of course, kids love the peaches song. Thank you, Jack Black. <laughs> um, so we've seen it a lot here and mm-hmm. I have not gotten tired of it. There's very few movies that I will watch you know, yeah. repeatedly. This is one of them. And you said, you know, great cast. Seth Rogen. I, I know what my... your favorite moment is because I laughed and giggled at that part so multiple times. We're having the Smash Brothers sequence yes. where Donkey Kong is fighting Mario. And did you notice it's on the red beams from the old Donkey Kong? Like game the board? original one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Mario gets a power up. He gets the mushroom. He thinks he's going to have a chance now, but it's the wrong mushroom and he shrinks down and he's tiny and big Donkey Kong puts his fist down on the floor and he leans in close and sees tiny Mario and he goes, (laughs) 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 and it just sounds like Seth Rogen Rogen sitting in front of you and like he let out a fart, (laughs) you know? Uh, uh, it took me uh, a little while to realize that uh, Fred Armisen was cranky. Cranky Kong. Took me a little while to catch on to that uh, by just listening. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I did not see New Mutants. I did not see Queen's Gambit. I did not see the other movies she did where either she was murdered or somebody was murdered in her bed. I did not know Anya Taylor had a raspy voice. Mm-hmm. I did not know what she sounded like. But she voices Peach. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. I like that she's a little more normal than that. Hi, Peach oh, video game. Mario. That's stoned. Yeah, that would um, not work. Yeah, that had gotten old. That had gotten old real quick. They made her uh, a fighter. Absolutely. Uh, I love that. Not a, not a damsel in distress. Yes. They made her. A um, I, I loved the story. I loved the inclusion of Luigi. I, I love because even though I'm more of a Mario look shorter, <laughs> Luigi, I like, I always liked the most. I think everybody likes Luigi better as far as playing the game. He jumps yeah. better. He does jump better. He's got he a little bit, jumps better. little bit better jump. He's got a little more float to his jump because mm-hmm. he's not quite as uh, rotund as Mario. Yes, know. yes. Uh, I loved the the little like when we first see this tunnel that sucks them in. There's that subtle. Mm-hmm, yep. Just a little subtle thing, and Maddie fell in love with the movie just absolutely Good. loved it Good. um especially the post-credit scene because the entire time all she was asking is are we gonna get yoshi are we gonna get him uh, yoshi's got my the, favorite we got the herd of yoshis in the back we got the herd of yoshis but at the end you get that egg cracking and that yoshi so needless to say we enjoyed the movie a part of the movie that gets quoted a lot here at my house with uh, my kid and me is, um, who is he? His name is Mario and he's my brother and he's the greatest guy in the world. Do princesses find him attractive? 
they do if they have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy that. I enjoyed uh, Charlie Day. Charlie Day is Luigi, and yeah. and I'm uh, a lot of people are going to possibly freak out at me. I am not an always sunny fan. I'm not either. I just I'm not. I, I too try. much. Toxic. I've actually watched like three seasons of it, just mm. like trying because people just swear by it. I couldn't. And do I it. love Danny DeVito, but mm-hmm. I just not enough to watch seven seasons of this show. I don't it understand just why they're all friends. So extra and so toxic. It's yeah. just oh, um, I get why people find it funny, um, but I also I don't like Rick and Morty. I don't like Bob's Burgers that much. So like I'm I'm. I'm very weird when it comes to my my comedies these days. Um, but I absolutely enjoyed him as the voice of Luigi. And I loved what they did with the voices. They weren't over-the-top Italian. They sounded like Italian descent family who had lived Brooklyn. in New York for years. Yes. You know, their great-grandfather probably came over here. Well, the original that was, voice was definitely based on stereotypes. Yes. So and and it's it's okay that they got away from that. I loved the jump man Easter egg. Yeah. The old Mario looking guy who's like their boss or something at the arcade game and he's like, "What did you think about the commercial?" He's like, "It's good." You know. Um, it's a perfect. It's a perfect. And I was like, "Oh, that's jump man." That's that's the guy who before he became Mario. That's the guy who tried to save Woo-hoo! the princess from Donkey Kong. So the Easter eggs were chef's kiss. Yeah. So where do we go in a sequel? Well, obviously we're going to get some Yoshi uh, mm-hmm. something. I think that they need to do Bowser's children. Mm-hmm. Because in most of the games, you have to go through all the children before you get to Bowser. So if he's mm-hmm. still locked up in the, in the Mushroom Kingdom and he's a little tiny Bowser, maybe the kids come to try to get him back and there's like, like eight or nine of them i can't remember all their names yeah. but there's a bunch of them so we can yeah. use them. i like that i also like the thought of possibly a wario oh yeah we got to get wario and luigi Definitely. uh maybe some weird thing happens that kind of like clones them well and we didn't get so like we got underwater mm-hmm. stuff and we got the part like their lord of the rings bit where they're walking through all the different areas yes. to get to uh the kong place yeah but we never got one of the ghost houses i so thought we were about to get a luigi's mansion moment yeah me too. when he was running into the the skeleton koopas yeah. i was like oh my god he's gonna Try walk bones. into a mansion oh my god he's gonna walk into a mansion yeah uh but no we didn't get a luigi's mansion it was it was kind of hinted there was easter yeah. eggs like oh he's alone it's dark it's creepy uh, so I definitely think a Luigi's Mansion moment would be great in the sequel. We did um, get like the king of the booze. Yes, and we got King Babam too. May he rest in peace. Yes, <laughs> even the the Easter egg of him grabbing him by them grabbing him by the tail and swinging him like in Mario sixty four. Yeah, swinging Bowser by his tail. Did you? Maybe I told you about it, or maybe. You just might have heard there was a little bit of controversy over um, the bit when they first get on the cart at the in the Kong Kingdom, and it plays uh, "Take on Me" by Aha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
originally there was scoring there and it was called driving me bananas and it was sort of based on the donkey kong music you remember uh it was sort of based on that but like faster to match the action of them driving the cart so they took that out and they put in the aha song because that was the number one song when mario was released okay so a detail yeah and then a lot you can find online video of that scene with the original music and mm. like people shared it like, oh, this is so much better. Why do they ruin it or whatever? So before you can really give an opinion, you should see it. But I was wondering what you thought about that, because knowing that it's that little Easter egg, like, oh, this is the number one song when it came yeah. out. I, I, respect I like that. that. I, really yeah, I like that. Little I thought detail. that it did fit the, the scene. Uh, it doesn't ruin the movie for me. It doesn't yeah. make anything worse. Um, I loved the Donkey Kong. They included the DK Donkey Kong. They included yeah. that. I'm DK Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is here. Um, I also got a little wind of the maybe when we were at Cranky's, there was like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kind of undertone. Uh-huh. I was like, "That's see, that's the song I think of when I think of da- Dairy Queen, uh, Donkey Kong, <laughs> Dairy Queen." Uh, I really want a Blizzard right now. Um, when I think of Donkey Kong, is I think of that little mm-hmm, while Cranky's walking and talking to you uh, over the actual. So it doesn't bother me that I think the detail's great. I think it's a great Easter egg to include that I, I overall man i just thoroughly enjoyed it and i know i'm late to the party and i was so behind and didn't get to the theaters to watch it and which i hate i would have loved to experience it on a big screen loved all the easter eggs of like when they like are fighting everything in the the like the ghost side view and they're like on different levels donkey kong and mario or mm-hmm. going through the mushroom kingdom fighting goombas and and koopas and all that and trying and they're on different levels just like back in the day um thoroughly enjoyed that i loved the inclusion of all the toad colors like all when, the toads and toadettes when they were in the mushroom kingdom kind of walking through town there was a little antique shop and mm-hmm. it was like little old pixelated items from old games mm-hmm. i love that like a pixelated flower yeah. stuff like that yeah. loved the 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 tookie mario um the star moment was so cool when they both mm-hmm. grabbed the star and beat the daylights out of bowser loved it it took me back to being a kid playing these super nintendo and nintendo games and even yeah. mario 64 like i just felt like oh my god i'm not having i'm not controlling him but i feel like i could have a controller in my hand and and Anyone who's ever played Mario Kart had the same when they landed moment. on Rainbow Road. Yes, when oh here it is. Everyone gets anxiety about Rainbow Road, but even the blue shell. Yes, like ah, uh, blue there's nothing shell. We can do. This is not good. Yeah. There's no way to escape it. 
or the the kind of subtle hint at like he dropped off of rainbow to go to a lower level like yeah. i cheated on rainbow road all the time in mario kart i did too <laughs> like and they and, even and, threw that in in mario 64 you had to do the races like you had to race the penguin down the mm-hmm. icy slide and stuff oh i would cheat on that one all the time i cheated on that all the time i think sometimes though like there might have been an update to it like because i also had it on the the ds or whatever um if you cheated the penguin would say hey you cheated i'm not giving you my star but i remember no, i always no tried. i didn't you can't prove that the other question i have is are we and should we lead to a cinematic universe the yes. super smash cinematic universe a hundred and ten thousand percent they should are you kidding me we got to get some zelda like Star Fox. if they did animated zelda movies the same way they did that and with the same care that would make a billion dollars. They could even put Dunk Duck Hunt in there somehow. Like, yeah, even as a they joke, could, they like, could do so a Kirby they movie. They can and do people Kirby. Would see it. Star Fox, like you said, I would go oh. crazy for Star Fox. I don't know that Star Fox would make a billion dollars, but Zelda definitely would. Or pretty. How close. long have we been waiting for Zelda movie? Ocarina of Time movie. Yeah, we have been waiting our entire lives since that game came out. We've had so many traps and so many fan-made things that got us excited that weren't real. It was just a fan-made trailer. And just be like, oh my God, it's like, no. No, that was just some people who did it for their YouTube channel. Yeah. So many times we've had our hearts broken by fake Zelda stuff. Bring us the cinematic universe and you will get my money and lead it to an Infinity War in-game type situation where they all come together and fight. Yeah. Should your main villain be a big ass hand? I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> I don't Definitely. think so. No, um, they kids today, they don't they don't know what it was like fighting that giant hand, <laughs> that big magic floating hand. And they the, gotta feel the, that same anxiety we did. And the what was it before the hand, the polygon? Yep. Like the whole cast is polygon. Did you ever Mario. play when in Star Fox 64? If you went up the other side of the map, it was a lot harder, mm-hmm. but the final boss was different. Like you're, mm-hmm. you remember Andros, he's the big floating mm-hmm. head in the hands. After you beat him as his normal head and hands, he turns into a big floating brain and eyeballs. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I remember all that. And I remember the secret that uh, gets you to the Star Wolf level. Instead of going to a different level, you had to fight Star Wolf. And it was very uh, reminiscent of the Independence Day attack of the base in the first yes. movie. It was very reminiscent of that. Yeah. Oh, great. It's Star Wolf. As long as you have Peppy saying, do a barrel roll, I think you make a billion dollars. Yeah. I think a cinematic universe would make a lot of money. And I mean, it was just a fantastic movie. And I'm glad I finally saw it. I'm glad we can finally talk about it. What were your all's thoughts? Obviously, you guys loved it. It made a billion dollars, over a billion dollars in the box office. Who would you like to see next? Who gets there? Who is the next movie you would produce? Is it Kirby? Is it Star Fox? Is it Captain Falcon? Samus? Who would you do? I think a Samus movie would be pretty cool. Um, Metroid movie. Yeah, Metroid movie. Uh, Ness would be pretty funny. 
See, and that's the thing is, is all this is so much easier done, not live action, since it is illumination animation. You know what needs a reboot? Reboot? Yes. The show reboot needs a reboot? Yes, but actually uh, Battletoads. You remember Battletoads? You know what? That is so funny because I, I don't remember. I never played Battletoads. But for years, Nick Ivy used to always talk about Battletoads. Yeah. And I would just say, you're making that shit up, dude. No. There's not a game called Battletoads. He's like, I swear to God, he'd get Absolutely. so mad and so yeah. angry. And there was and a I cartoon, just, I think. I did. No, I did not play Battletoads. I played Battle wow. Tanks. No, no, no. And Road Rash. or uh, Ro- uh, Yeah, Road Rash 64. Played a lot of Twisted Metal. Have you watched that? I watched most of the first episode, and that was it. I didn't. I haven't watched it. Yeah. I hear Samoa Joe did great at Sweet Tooth. I didn't even get to him. Hmm. Didn't even get that far. Is it all out, or is it episodic? I think it's all out. Oh. Yeah. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you would do next and how you would build your Super Smash Cinematic Universe. And uh, let us know by reaching out to us either on social media. You can email us, 30nerdypod at gmail.com. Don't forget uh, to follow us on all those socials and check out the website. Uh, Also take the time to follow Fanboy Expo to stay up to date on all their Expo Con news. That is next weekend. We will be there. And, of course, don't forget our dear friend and phenomenally talented musician, Beth Crowley. Her new album, Unabridged, just dropped. It is fantastic. Better lyricist. This is my humble opinion. Better lyricist than Taylor Swift with the heart of Amy Lee. We've been uh, jamming to some Beth Crowley in my classroom Mm -hmm. lately. So Cold-blooded song, man. It is. That's that's where it's at. Oh, it is. That's where it's at. Oh, it gets me pumped up. Yep. Uh, and also, don't forget Legend Studios. Within the next few weeks, we will officially be a Legend Studio podcast. So go follow them on those social media platforms as well as Tennessee Legend Distillery. Uh, also, don't forget to follow the Nerd Initiative on all social platforms. Uh, they are killing it in the comic book front. Uh, Ken M is is tearing it up on the Nerd Initiative with the rest of the guys, and uh, it's really exciting stuff, especially if you are an avid comic book reader. You have to follow the Nerd Initiative. Don't forget, support all your all the sponsors and other podcasts that you heard from in this episode. Support your local comic book shops, small businesses, independent artists of all kinds. Uh, stay kind to one another, and please, please, please stay kind to yourselves. And as always, cheers to you. Love you guys. And rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Two dudes who met back in college Nobody loved pop culture more So they started a podcast to talk all about it And 30 and Nerdy was born Oh, 30 and Nerdy was born You might hear them chat about shows like The Witcher Or movies like Lord of the Rings 
And if Josh has to choose, he is loyal to Marvel While Tyler goes more for DC Yes, Tyler goes more for DC Now come, come, one and all Nerd up or shut up, just answer the call To be part of our journey into magical worlds Join us and cheers to ya nerds Join us and cheers to ya nerds